Hey guys, welcome to ANX Gamecast, level 66. I'm on Bias and I'm here with Genesis and Mike B. How's it going, guys? Good. I'm doing wonderful. What is that? I needed that. Did y'all hear that enthusiasm in my voice? I was like, I'm going to need more than fine. Yeah, exactly. See, that's right. I tried to give more. This that's time. all I have to give. Thanks, Mike B. <laughs> all right. Well, what are you guys excited to talk about today? I, I thought about oh, this one, too. Oh, okay. I thought about this one, too. See? Okay. <laughs> I'm ready to talk about the bare minimum. Oh, uh-huh. the you bare minimum what? of information in general? No, no, no. The <laughs> bare minimum. I'll tell you. But it, it, it actually goes alongside with Resident Evil 2. Okay. okay. Uh, I guess I'm excited to talk about Dragon Ball Super. I am excited to talk about Resident Evil 2. RE2? Nice. RE2. All right. Well, let's get right into it. Let's do the social media thing real quick. Follow us at ANX Gamecast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, SoundCloud, and the Apple Podcast app. Any emails about today's show, please send them to podcast at anxgamecenter.com. And again, Pinterest boards are live. So if you see our board out there, ANX Gamecast, follow it. Follow. I'm, I think I'm saying this right. I don't know anything about a yeah, Pinterest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Follow yeah. the board. Follow the boards or follow. you. Can, they can follow our page too. Or right? page, yeah. All right. I still don't know what a Pinterest is. Okay, so Mike B, after we'll the show, tutorial. Is, <laughs> is going to download Pinterest and he's going to be our first official follower. See what yourself, you see what you got yourself into? Yeah, I see. I'm getting it right now. <laughs> so let's go ahead and jump into round one. And let's talk about the anime that we're currently watching. Mike B. What you got? So so far, I'm I've been watching Hunter X Hunter. Is it is it Hunter X Hunter or is it Hunter Hunter? You know what? Usually <laughs> don't add that X in there. So, uh huh. Like I didn't think about it until you said it, and I was uh-huh. like, you know what? It that is true. It should be Hunter Hunter. Yeah, I thought it was Hunter Hunter. So I mean, maybe it is, but Hunter X Hunter sounds pretty cool. So let me guess, it's going off the air because you never watched Sword Art, so they ran out of money. No? Oh man, so you're gonna bring <laughs> that up now? Huh? Is that is that what happened? No, 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 no. It's no. not what. Okay, well I that's good. Not. I mean, I that's, hope not. I mean, that's bad news. Though. I want them to bring more because, like, but you still haven't watched Sword Art. I have. I can't say that for fact. Shame but on I, me. But I already know. Yeah, yeah. You can see it in my eyes. Right. It's just, right. These are the eyes of someone who has not seen Sword Art. <laughs> you can see the pause, like, uh, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, what's going on on Hunter Hunter? Um. Okay. So. It's stuff I've already seen. I went back and I was watching the Chimera Ant Saga. You know, it. You know, have you have you watched all of Hunter Hunter? No, 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 no. Definitely haven't watched all of it, but I watched some of it. Um, I I just don't I don't remember what was going on. It wasn't an animated I that I was like, okay, I'm gonna invest time into episode one through whatever. Mm-hmm. So. I didn't mind just jumping into the middle of it and just seeing what was going on. Oh, okay. But I see. I couldn't tell you what season or what the the main villain was or anything like that. When but I was you know of it. it though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh-huh. so they're you know they have their different arcs like how any anime has you know. Um, so I'm in the Chimera and Art Saga, and I was just kind of looking at different aspects of um the uh, the Ant King. You know, he was actually like the big baddie, the big bad big bad guy of that arc, mm-hmm. and I was just kind of looking at different aspects of like okay, what makes the villain and just the fact of how I was like, oh man, you know, this dude, he's really cool. It's like you come off from, you dislike him, and then at the very end, you love the character. Well, I loved him. So I was like, man, that's just outstanding. And 
I just like that kind of storytelling. So that's what I've just been getting into. It's not nothing too big. So you watching reruns? Yeah, basically. Oh, yes. oh, okay. That's what I'm talking about. Japanese reruns. All about the reruns. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, like I said, I, I've seen quite a few episodes, but here there are three of these and f- maybe two over here and mm-hmm. one over there. So, you know, nothing I can actually piece together. Um, was Hunter Hunter, was that the one? Oh, I feel like there was an episode where he was fighting somebody and there was some swords coming at him, but he couldn't see the swords. It was cutting him up or something. I can't remember. I think that was Hunter Hunter. Anyway. I can't remember. Anyway, it was some, it was some kind of, it was two on one and they weren't actually there fighting him, but they kept attacking him and he couldn't move or cutting him up. I don't remember. Hmm. Anyway, Dragon Ball Super. Okay, and I and and actually have proof that I'm actually watching Dragon Ball Super. That's so right, Ma- Mike, Mike B over. showed up in the middle of me watching my Dragon Ball Super, preparing for today's show. So we are now at the part where I don't know what in the world that woman's name is. The one that was doing kept doing all the transformations, and she's still transforming, and now she oh, has wings. Rebrand. It was some kind of weird. Yeah. Is that the one that sends the love? All the mm-hmm. love. Yeah. Re- yeah. Like she re- fights re-brand. with love or something. Yeah. So. Um, I was getting tired of her. <laughs> I've been tired of her. Everybody has. And luckily, uh, Jiren showed up and it was time for Jiren and Goku to at least start fighting. Uh, it seemed like a weird time for him to kind of jump in, but I guess that was better than showing Goku kill some love woman with wings. Because that's woman. what was going to happen at the end of the day, I felt like. Because he was fighting, he wasn't even Super Saiyan fighting her. No. So it was like, this is kind of going on too long now. Um, Absolutely. Wow. Again, with her kind of Sailor Moon-esque spoof that she kept doing that she's been doing for the past like five, six episodes with all her transformations. Well, the whole time while she was doing the whole like love thing and the hearts and stuff, I was sitting there like, where's 17 at? Uh, can you interrupt this, please? Yeah, can you just handle that while Goku <laughs> goes and does something else? No, and that's my thing. Why is everybody just standing around? Is it? I guess it really is supposed to be just fairly one-to-one for the most part. Because well, I don't understand why it's always one person fighting one person. No, that's that whack um, saying pride crap. I mean, we've seen a few instances where it was multiple. Two-on-one, but yeah. for the most part, it's like, no, I'm just going to stand right here and watch Goku fight this whatever, whatever. You know what? One thing I will say is that um, in the manga, because I've seen you actually, you actually got like one of the new mangas. Oh today. yeah, just went out to uh, Barnes and Noble. Shout out! Shout out! Got um, volume five, which is still in Goku Black uh, Saga. Almost at arc. Mm-hmm. Almost at arc. But it was actually pretty cool because I was telling you about how in the manga it, it is different, and in the mm-hmm. tournament of power in the manga. It's different. Things go a whole lot quicker. Mm-hmm. Now, for, for the anime, you know, as you said, everybody's fighting one-on-one and everybody's taking their time. Yeah. In the manga, everything is going quick. Everything is going super quick. It's like, whoa, okay. Like, they, like in the anime, they stayed on this for like a minute, but then the manga, like a battle that would have took like two or three episodes, they like wiped that out in like one chapter. And that makes sense, but it doesn't really make sense at the end of the day because if I'm not mistaken, anime was created first. Yeah, and that's what throws so, me off. So I can see where that would be more interesting in a manga. Just flip, okay, three more pages. Oh, now that person's gone. Okay, three, four more pages after that. Okay, now that person's mm-hmm. gone. But the fact that they made it afterwards is like, well, this is strange. It, it, it's still kind of 
weirds me out how the manga is behind the anime. I've I've hardly ever seen that before. Right. So anyway, Jiren jumped in for some reason, and um, most of these episodes, most of everything that was going on in these episodes had to do with Universe Two, basically. Uh, so anyway, Jiren jumped in and they started started fighting. So Goku went through his progressions. So I'm gonna try to shoot a Kamehameha at you with you know with my black hair. That didn't do anything. Then it went Super Saiyan. Then I went Super Saiyan two. Then noticeably, he didn't try Super Saiyan three at all. Now we all know the limitations of Super Saiyan three. However, this whole time because this is all they doing Dragon Ball Super, Krillin or anybody else during previous episodes was explaining to everybody what was happening. Like, like these Kais and all this other stuff didn't understand what was actually going on down there. Which goes back to what you've been saying this whole time. Yeah. It's annoying to you. Because, it's annoying because we already know what's going on. And we know Krillin mm-hmm. knows. And we know that everybody sitting there knows. Should already know. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's silly that he's even having to explain this. But again, I understand why he's explaining it. Just New audience. New audience. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Like, forget the new audience man y'all can go google some of this stuff i don't know you got google now you got youtube you got cheap dvds you can go buy at the store like we don't need them explaining everything in it anyway turns out no i gotta be super saiyan blue to fight you not only super saiyan blue but kaioken along the way to boost the power by 10 by 20 okay cool Turns out, okay, Goku's like not going to be able to do this, so he resorts to his Genki Dama. <laughs> Which is all everybody's power. Trash move. Spirit bomb. Spirit, spirit bomb. bomb. But it was like one of the biggest, quickest spirit bombs I've ever seen. What is it? Uh, what officially, other than the movies, like official kill count, only one? Yeah, if that many. <laughs> it's like, I'm like, man, when has this move ever really worked? I'm like, Every time they used it, it's like something would happen where it never worked. So two things about him using a spirit bomb in this that didn't make sense to me. One, mm-hmm. we're still in this big battle royale. Mm-hmm. I'm not about to give you my power because mm-hmm. even if it does work, I still we still got to fight these other people, right? So that part didn't even make sense. And then two, how am I not able to blast people from the stands as we saw because Frost was trying to blast Frieza mm-hmm. and then Omni Kings was just like oh no bro you gone yeah bye. exactly bye bye I hate Frieza um, but you can I can give you my power from the stands yeah I thought about that too like you're still mm. sending energy in and I'm like you're mm. participating like right that's you know it's it, it's kind of jacked up how Zeno let some things uh, you know, slide here or there. Yeah. But I'm like, okay, now you want to start enforcing some rules when they do this? Like, this is real jacked up. Yeah. But like I've been saying, this show is kind of trash. So I'm starting to get bored. Yeah. yeah. Except, well, I will say this. I was getting bored. Like, I'm starting to daydream because I'm just like, uh, this is, I don't know. It's just lasting forever. But I will say at the end of the last episode with the spirit bomb and Jaren was like pushing back even though mm-hmm. what's his name uh, Goku was at like 20 or whatever he said yeah, Kyle King times 20 I'm starting to like bite my nails like I'm like what is going on I will say they got me on that yeah yeah, it did get exciting yeah I'm like what's about to happen yeah but I think at the end of the day no matter what happens because obviously Mike B knows what's gonna happen uh, we don't but I still feel like at the end of the day I'll be standing by my 
um, previous, you know, previous episodes yes. when I've been saying it's trash because I don't feel like anything that's going to happen is going to be worth all the trash episodes that I've been subjected to to even get to this point. Well, mm-hmm. it's all going to turn out fine. I just, in my head, I'm like, whatever, seven's going to win or whatever don't i mean don't see, confirm or deny but, but i just feel like it's gonna win they're gonna win and he's gonna restore everybody or whatever's gonna happen everything's gonna be fine again well i but mean it, don't be spoiling nothing i will throw this ps4 at you don't throw it at me but i mean like in all honesty like while we're watching it it's everything is so predictable you know like well but it's and that's been my my gripe on previous episodes because mm-hmm. everything is predictable because they're just retelling old stories within the tournament. Oh yeah, uh, Super Vegeta, uh, Legendary Super Saiyan. But you saw um, Frieza when he like showed Frost like, oh, you can go into this big right. form. Right, boom, like, done. Why, yeah. why we don't even use that form, dude? Like, right. So it's oh just God. just a lot of retelling of all the old stories for some reason. Like I feel like it's just, just like I said, super lazy writing. So real quickly though, maybe I missed it. Who's Frost? Frost is that fake looking freezer. No, no, I know that, but like, where'd he come from? Oh, he's from Universe 6. Uh oh, okay. How does he look just like Frieza? Well, I that's something that I've been wondering too this whole time. How you got sit Saiyans over here, and then you got Saiyans over here, but apparently they're called Saiyans over here too. But then you got I was just saying this not even makes sense. No, you know what? This is what's crazy. So the way how it's supposed to work is you have like a brother and sister type universe, right? So seven and six are supposed to be like very similar, like both of those connect together and the other universes have theirs that are kind of very similar. So while you have like sands in one universe, you'll have sands in the other one. Is six the one with the one that looks like um, Beerus, but yeah, fat Chompa. Beerus? Chompa. Mm-hmm. Is that six? Yeah. Oh, okay. So kind of like how in universe seven, they have their earth, right? Mm-hmm. And then in universe six, they had an earth, but their earth wasn't that good or, or what it got destroyed or something, right? It went through a whole different series of things or maybe King Piccolo killed everything. You know, you never know. So, you know, that's how that works. But the problem is that kind of throws a wrench in all of this is the fact that, okay, in universe seven, we have yard rats, right? But in the tournament of power, there's a yard rat from a whole different universe. You know, the ones that teleport real quick, right? Mm-hmm. You know, where you learn the instant transmission. And I'm like, how did he get over here to this universe? If six and seven are supposed to be identical to where only those type of people are supposed to come from here. So it's kind of weird. Yeah. Whatever. It's just super speed. Super speed. Yeah. When Goku first showed the instant transmission. Oh, come on, man. Stick with it. I mean, what? I mean, it's like in- instantaneous transportation. Like, I mean, I don't know. It's just super speed. Instantaneous transportation. Transportation? <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what it turns into for other I mean, people. I mean. It is moving from one place to another. Yeah. Um, Weird. But anyway, so that, that's 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 where we're at. Oh, you know what? That's why I want to mention just, you know, because I always want to mention stuff on Dragon Ball Z. Yes. Have you ever noticed like from the old school to now, the shift of tone, like from back in the day, it was more of a, you know, it was a little silly, but it was a more serious tone of like people could die. Things could go wrong and it had you on the edge of your seat. Like, man, I hope they'll be OK. I hope they'll make it through this. But like 
They always come back. Well, exactly. And my thing is, in the tournament of power, you know, of course, I'll tell you how I feel like it could have been, but I feel like old school Dragon Ball Z, the tournament of power, like they would have had it, but thing is, people would have died. And it's like, okay, when they die, they're gone or something. And, you know, it's like, okay, if that universe is gone, you know, okay, you know, that's a big deal. Like, I can see that, like, Goku could be like, oh, man, like, he's not going to be sitting there like, oh, I'm still in a good mood because a whole universe just got destroyed. He'll, you know, I can see Goku more like, this isn't right, you know. Or, or at least get a little more serious when the first universe just disappears and you don't really know where they went. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They, I mean, because they take so much of a lighthearted stance on this to where for me, like you said, you know, you were kind of getting bored mm-hmm. and it's kind of like, okay, you know, like you said, you have the feeling of, oh, it's all going to be okay. And of course we, it is. Cause like the, it has to continue. Yeah. But you know, and I'm like, when we looked at the sand saga and Vegeta came down, we were like, dang, like he's having a hard time with Vegeta. You know, how's he going to get through this? Or even when he fought Frieza, you know, we were, we were sitting there like, man, like Goku's fighting Frieza and he's going to blow up. Like when he did the whole thing of like, oh, I'm going to blow up Namek. And he was like, dang, I missed the core. You know, it's like, or, well, you only got five minutes. Or when Frieza came back. Yeah. When, or when, when, you, came when back. you thought it was over. Yeah. And then all of a sudden. Just kidding. Exactly. Bang. Well, and the crazy thing is that we already knew nobody could hang with Frieza. We were like, nobody there can do anything. And that had us like, Ooh, like what's going to happen now? Mm-hmm. But with the tournament of power, you know, it's all lighthearted. Oh, okay. No one can die. And you know, jokes. And I'm like, I feel like that takes away a lot of intensity and well, you know, the and, excitement. And it's just silly because at any given time, I feel like Goku, Vegeta, and throw Jiren in there at any given time could have wiped out half of the contestants by themselves with absolutely with within with just a couple of blasts so it is silly i mean they could have just like except for one person they could have just blitzed everyone yep into the into the especially with goku with his instant transmission oh my well for real (laughs) no no because like i I get the whole thing with conserving energy i get that but he could have literally turned blue instant transmission and knocked out 20 people within 30 seconds exactly like, that's the kind of stuff you got to think about. Like, dude, you can just teleport Kamehameha someone right out the ring because they're not going to see it coming, yep. you know? So And then, you know, you don't even know if other people could really sense energy. You just, boom. But like, can they sense his divine energy anyway? Oh, yeah, because that's on a whole nother level. So, that's silly. Makes no sense. This show's dumb. Anyway, let's move on. Let's move <laughs> on. How about that? Round two. Round two. Let's talk about the game that's currently under review. Resident Evil two Ooh. yes so i don't originally we talked about this on the podcast i don't know if it was with terrence or mike b but whatever episode it was it's available now on soundcloud and the apple podcast app um i originally didn't want to review this because we reviewed um crash trilogy and it was a remake and i just felt like we spent more time talking about the original crash and it, i don't know i just wasn't feeling it this one was a little bit different because unbiased Dan likes the zombies. Yes. However, she had never been subjected to a Resident Evil. Correct. Mm-hmm. So it's like if you're gonna have, if you know, if you're gonna play a zombie game, mm-hmm. first thing I'm thinking of is Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, Resident Evil Two. Okay. Then I had to think back. Played Resident Evil Two, 
but I never owned it, the original, and I never beat it. I played it a couple times, but never beat it and never owned it. So I was like, okay, this would be a fresh take altogether for me. And then Mike B just, you know. Mike B. Let me show you these trailers. Let me show you these videos. Oh, yeah. You know how I do. Yeah. Mike B tripping. Hey, hey. So I was like, okay, let me just let me just go ahead and pick this up. So, Mike, what you got? Miss Man. Oh, Mr. 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 Capcom. I might have to update the website and just put Mr. Capcom up there for Mike. Mr. Capcom. Man, have I really just been like reviewing a bunch of Capcom stuff like that? I mean, you got Resident Evil. I know you played your Devil May Cry. You got your Monster Hunter. Ooh, that um, is right. And then you got your Dead Risings. Ooh, I like Dead Rising. Man, you know I pretty sure that's really some, big. Pretty sure there's some fighting games. Plenty of Capcom fighting games. Um, and I think I have all the Resident Evils too. Yeah, Resident wow. Evil Seven. Um, so yeah, Mr. Capcom. Man, you know what? In in, in all in all honesty, I kind of came off of playing Resident Evil Seven straight into like almost Resident Evil Two. He got a Capcom shirt on right now. He got a Capcom tattoo on his chest. Wait, right. wait, what? Yeah, okay. Those last two <laughs> statements were lies, but anyway, I had to look down. Like, wait, do I? Like, I was. You almost scared me. I was like, I thought for sure I had a gray shirt on. Like, <laughs> but anyway, though. So, okay, so from coming from Resident Evil 7 into Resident Evil 2, man, that was so interesting because Resident Evil 7 was just pure, like, ambiance, scenery, like, music in the background that, like, it gave you a really uneasy feeling, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, let me, before you keep going, I mean, before you continue, let me just say something. Mm-hmm. Do not ruin anything about any future or oh, yeah. p- past Resident Evil games. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Spoiler alert. No, I, I really... Okay, go ahead. Because you, you actually want to go play them and see them. So, right? okay, how, how about this? Let me start off here. Um, Fourth wall. I didn't finish this Resident Evil 2. Mm-hmm. The reason why is, like, the stuff you were just talking about. I want the full experience. Mm-hmm. Like, right now, as we're recording, it's 6.01. P.M. P.M. It's, it's daylight outside. I'm not trying to play no Resident Evil in the daytime. It just That's not... It's just not... I don't know. This is not the thing to do. So I was limited on when I can play this game. I had to wait until nine o'clock when it got dark. Sometimes I was asleep by the end. Sometimes basketball playoffs, uh, going NBA on. playoffs, shout yeah. out. And it's just like, I just didn't play it every, every day. So I never finished it, but I played it enough to review it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cause I told you where I was at and I was like, yeah, we, we we're good. But you played enough. Cause you know, I've, I've already ran in and out of it, this game here. So yeah. And so anyway, it, and you still remember like stuff from the older game. So, yeah. you know, you can do a good contrast of it. So, but, um, you know, just from going from seven into six, you know, seven has more, has that, um, eerie kind of feeling to it. Right. But the one thing I will say that I like about resident evil two is that resident evil two returns it back to that survival horror fear type feeling. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, when you go into, you know, you know, Resident Evil 1, 2, and 3. That was all about, you know, the zombies and we're scared. We have to get away. We have to survive, right? Right. But then when we went to Resident Evil 4, while it was cool and it was a new system, it, you know, it started becoming more action-based. And mm-hmm. then, you know, Resident Evil 5, more action-based. You have a teammate. Um, Resident Evil 6, you know, still more action-based. Yeah. And so now coming back to 2, you know, really, in all honesty, seven went back to the roots 
And then two, I feel like perfected it, you know, with like, you know, the, the Resident Evil four play style. So with this here, with this game, Resident Evil two, you know, you have your two main protagonists. You have your Leon Scott Kennedy and you have your Claire Redfield, Claire, Claire Redfield. Mm-hmm. So, man, I, I love this game so much. It it was pretty good. It, it it's strange to me that again they had this new engine and all these new graphics and stuff like that, but they didn't start with Resident Evil. They went to Resident Evil Two, unless I missed something. So like oh they, yeah, why didn't they remake one? Right. That's well, very strange. Technically, they they did me remake one. Did they remake it or have they just remastered it a, a million times? They remade it. So the 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 remake of one that they did was on GameCube. Right. So, so they that, that's nothing recent. Well, it's not we're, recent. We're talking fifteen years ago. But they, they did go back, they remade it, and it looks good. It's it's really good. Thing is though, is that with um so you know the the infamous thing about Resident Evil games, especially one, two, and three, were the tank controls. You know, and you know, we talked about it before, you know, you have to hold left in order to turn your character all the way around in a three sixty. Yeah, those those yeah. Um I feel like they fixed it enough to where the game was bearable to play mm-hmm. in three. Oh, I yeah. mean, each one kept getting better, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, the mechanics and the controls were definitely the main issue with these games. Yeah, but but you know what? Like Resident Evil Four, I feel like they found a really good balance in it, and in all, in all honesty, speech, speaking of like elements in three and stuff, they they brought in mechanics from resident evil 3 into resident evil 2 to remake mm-hmm. and they added resident evil 4 so they they mixed both of these mechanics in and now it's like it, it works really good yeah like the 360 turn you know you hit back and you know the um the attack button and you can automatically turn do a 360 that was something that was introduced in resident evil 3 yeah and even like the um combining ammo and stuff like that. So, so here, so I had a slight problem, problem with with the ammo and things of that nature, because it's survival horror. However, you always seem to have just enough ammo and health to do whatever you needed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm pretty sure some people had some problems, some troubles with the game if they just you know, popping off shots every chance they get, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, because ham- ammo was hard to find. Right. Mm-hmm. It was hard to find, but again, it, there was always just enough. 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 So, you know, I don't know, because I played Siren, the original Siren on PS2, mm-hmm. where they start you off with like a flashlight and a rubber band, and you're, you're like in the middle of a MacGyver. forest. Yeah, you're in the middle of the forest trying to like, yeah, you know, um, survive, because mm-hmm. this is killer out trying to get you. So it's like, you know, I don't know. I, I guess you have to do enough to keep the game going and not make it too difficult where people would just stop playing. But it was still that part was just kind of annoying. It's either I, I don't know if I'd rather them give me more ammo and send more zombies my way. Mm. I, I don't know. You know what I mean? That's like or send less. And but also just give me no ammo then. Mm-hmm. And I also felt like unless I, again, unless I just don't know all the buttons, you can't fight. You can't punch. You can stab or you can shoot. Yeah. But if you don't have any ammo, like you can't go around punching people, which is strange. 
You would think I might even be able to bite people. Survivor horror. Ew. So it's, oh, I don't know if you want to bite those zombies, man. No, but you you get what I'm saying. No, I know what you mean. Yeah. Uh, the only time you can punch and kind of kick and and do whatever is, is in those um in those in those look cutscenes when you're getting when you're getting chewed up and bit up. You know what? I didn't mind too much that they did give you the ammo, especially for the boss fights. My my thing is for the boss fights, give me what is necessary, you know, like just enough so I can do the boss fight. But, you know, for me, I didn't have a problem at all because, you know, I'm I'm so used to playing so many horror games, survival horror, I use my technique the bare minimum. Where and all what I would do is when I picked up any health or any ammo, it would instantly go to the box or the save the save point. Mm-hmm. which is also the save point in the game you know like the save point is the save point like to where no zombies can go in there they can mess with you right. so i had plenty enough time to go in there drop my ammo and all the other stuff i had and just kind of like work out like okay where am i going what am i doing and what i would do i would only take five bullets with me wherever i went see i, Interesting. I, I was a little bit different because since i wasn't familiar with the map mm-hmm um, I knew there was going to be a lot of running back and forth because mm-hmm. I might got turned around or whatever. So my thing was, I'm going to kill these zombies right now because mm-hmm. I know I'm, I'm going to go down these stairs again mm-hmm. and it's still going to be there. I know I'm going to go back into this room and it's still going to be there. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to just kill them all. Um, but I, I, I mean, I did try the bare minimum. Like I would use the knife first mm-hmm. until it broke. And then I would, you know, bust caps, block them. Oh yeah, but you know what I'm saying. But it, it it was a. I know I'm going to return to this area, so let me just get rid of these zombies, and let me board or let me board up this 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 window, so they won't even come in to begin with. Oh, that's yeah. that's usually the only way I really conserve conserved ammo mm-hmm. is by boarding up a window, because then I didn't have to shoot them. Oh, you know what? In all honesty, yeah, that's that's actually a good way to do it because what I think like my first playthrough, I went with Leon. My second one, I went with Claire. But when I went with my first playthrough with Leon, you know, I I went through and, you know, like I said, bare minimum. But I knew like, OK, unless you burn a zombie or you blow their head off, that's the only way they're going to like stop, mm-hmm. which I, and that's one thing I liked. Because, see, there was a lot of newer people that got into this game and they didn't know like, OK, these like and they didn't know. It's like, OK, you got to not blow their head off. But the problem is, though, is that their head is a tiny target and they weave around, they hobble. So it's going to be hard to hit them. You may miss Bob and weave. And yeah. another thing they did, what I like about this game is on the old game, resident evils. When you kill the zombie, like kill, kill them. You saw the blood under them come out. They were dead. They were just dead, dead. Oh no. But on <laughs> this game, they are sponges. They act like they're dead. Yeah. You think, okay. They're not moving. Everything's fine. Exactly. Nope. Yep. <laughs> but the problem is, though, like with these zombies, though, unless, like I said, you blow off their head, they're going to constantly keep get wait, yeah. back up. Mm-hmm. Right. And and I actually like that aspect of it because, you know, that got people like, oh, my gosh, like, even though you you already have not that much ammo, you have to think about what you were supposed to do, you know, versus these zombies. And, you know, I liked it. I I, I loved it. Because, you know, some people, they don't know how to manage their stuff. And some people are getting mad at the game. But I was like, that's always been Resident Evil. Yeah, that's I mean, that's Resident Evil one on one. So if this is your first time playing it, 
um, just like I said about the Dragon Ball Super, like, mm-hmm. like you can go Google Dragon Ball Z, man. Like, uh, Toriyama, you don't have to explain this stuff to us. Exactly. Um, but anyway. Unbiased, Dan. Um, what you, what you, what you, this is your first Resident Evil experience. And, uh, I, and I've, I've been telling you years about Resident, I'm like, Resident Evil. Like, if we're talking about scary zombie game, like, you know, Resident Evil, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I love this game. I'm glad. Yes. And I will say, I remember you showed me, like, the first part of it that one time, just the first couple of minutes. Mm-hmm. And, um, and and I I mean I I had a feeling I would like it just seeing because I think Resident Evil Two was one that first came out with the VR right the, that was seven oh seven yeah, seven well anyway even that I was like oh I that looks scary like putting that VR thing yes. and then being in with it so but anyway I love this I love the interaction with the characters I love the puzzles and the um find the codes and you got to find the wrench to undo this to get yeah. past the water mm-hmm. uh, find the buttons to put on the pin thing so you can get into the locker so you can get a gun or ammunition um you know figuring out the code as far as like it's the initials of the people that do this like oh i just i don't know all the different rooms i everything i just love this game and um and of course i love zombies uh but that scary guy tyrant Oh my gosh. I'm literally chewing off my nails. When I first saw that guy, I was like, oh, like he's freaking me out the way he's just like, he's just stomping and he's just walking towards you and he's running around like a crazy person trying to get away from him so he can do this and do that. And he's doing all this stuff and the guy's just like following him. And I mean, oh, and then we went like what down into that thing. Remember into the dungeon or not dungeon, but the The prison cell or the underground the sewer system i guess remember when you got you got all the little things to unlock the oh i know what you're talking about. like you went downstairs oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah so we go down there and he's doing his thing and then we find that the scientist lady we find mm-hmm. who's bad and so we get he the, uh he gets leon or claire whoever you were at the moment up into her area yeah, i just thought about who were you playing at first leon leon you're playing leon okay you you played claire, no it was, was Ada. Ada, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think you would at this point you got back to Leon. Oh no! Anyway, the dude showed up out of nowhere, like around the corner, yes. and I was like, ah, like he freaks me out. So, so I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. You know, I didn't play one a whole bunch because I didn't like the mechanics. Mm-hmm. I didn't play two a whole lot because I didn't like the mechanics. Mm-hmm. I played the crap out of three. Yes. So compared to Nemesis. I wasn't really scared of he wasn't Same scared. here. He wasn't scared at all. I'm sitting here like Same. having anxiety attack about this guy. Because Nemesis, yeah. if I'm remembering correctly, <laughs> will run after you. Yes. Oh my gosh. And run fast. And yes. in his right arm or left arm, whatever it was, mm-hmm. is a rocket launcher. Yes. That uh. he will shoot at you. <laughs> so, and he will jump through windows. You're just walking along. Okay. Mm-hmm. Jump through the window <laughs> and chase you with these bad controls yeah, why, it's like oh why, my gosh why are you trying to get away you're trying to get away and you hit the wall and you hit the wall like, and oh, just shoot let me just walking into the wall let me shimmy over. to the side yeah run so anyway so with him just walking slow like that i didn't i didn't panic because mm-hmm. i'm again i'm used to someone running after me exactly and i'm having to go into different rooms and maybe try to lock the door behind me or mm-hmm. try to lose them 
Um, really, I feel like in Resident Evil 3, that was really used more to get you to another part of the game. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, you kind of did everything you need to do here. Let's send Nemesis after you to chase you to the library now, mm-hmm. where now you do all the stuff in the library. But anyway, so Tyrant really didn't freak me out, and he doesn't look as scary as Nemesis. A certain, a certain part of him actually kind of looks like a good guy. I don't know if it's with his nice Mr. Rogers hat and stuff. And right. I don't know if it's from Fallout Four. Shout out. Shout out. What was it? Was his name in Fallout? Uh, uh, Nick Valentine. Nick Valentine. He, he looks remi- like a humongous. He, he, look. Yeah, he looks like a big swole Nick Valentine. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, what's up, Nick? Bro, oh, oh you punching me? Okay. All right. Well. Now I'm dead. Yeah. Let me run around circles real quick because you can't run. Obviously, you're just mm-hmm. walking. So, like I said, he didn't freak me out, but it did add that. You know that additional element of okay I just can't sit here and figure all this stuff out I have to figure it out while I'm running from him mm-hmm. so that part was fun it was more challenging you know what like when so when Mr. X the tyrant you know first popped up you know I was like oh like the, the only time he's scary to me is when I'm in a short hallway and I'm like I need to get on the other side of that dang but like if you give me plenty of room and I'm like, like there were some times where I would just run, run around him, right. just hit him with pop shots, just to be funny. Like, <laughs> and then when I saw you knock off his hat, and I think you get an achievement. What's, for it. what's funny is I never did that. That whole first section before we got down into the sewers with Ada, um, mm-hmm. I never shot at him because I didn't need to. Yeah, you don't. You really don't. So I'm, I'm so far I've missed that whole knock the hat off. Uh, well, trophy. Trophy. But remember, you went to do it, and then I and went then to do it, but he didn't, he didn't have a hat on. He didn't have a hat on. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, what happened to your hat, bro? Right, bro. You just so you, so you got hit. Spoiler alert! With a big truck, and it blew up, and all of a sudden you don't have a hat. Come on, man, where's your hat? But, just saying. You know what? My thing is, for those who are new to Resident Evil and they're not used to this. They, Mr. X, this is two things I realized. Nemesis puts fear in you in terms of like, oh my gosh, he is going to kill me. Yeah, right? he is. Go- yeah, he's going to kill me and everybody I know and my dog and my goldfish. He going to kill Goku. Uh, he's killing everybody. <laughs> Everybody's going. Everybody. And you hear stars. Stars. Like, but like for Mr. X. He does more of a psychological yes. type fear to you. Ooh, it freaks me out. Like you may be doing something and then while you're doing it, you hear doom, doom, uh. doom, doom. Like you said, like you hear the foot, like his, um, him walking. And then it's like, where is he? And then like you have to sit there and listen. And then he just shows up around the corner and it's like, oh. Now don't get it twisted. He might not run after you, but he will not have to climb down things so he will jump down off of something yeah and laying behind you so anx pro tips just because uh, he's up the stairs that don't mean you have you like an extra 10 15 seconds to do whatever you do oh doing. and exactly. he randomly takes shortcuts because remember when uh-huh. we were in the library he kept running around the library in 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 circles and then the guy for for forever he kept following him like but he was far, far enough behind mm-hmm. but he kept going following the same path well then he cut through and and he randomly the guy all of a sudden turned and cut through the middle it was like wait yeah. what <laughs> you were supposed to keep going in a big circle right <laughs> exactly like nah but i wasn't okay kudos for them for making him look intimidating and putting that fear in a lot of people yeah he, they did that for me 
and then the fact that like there were so many memes of people playing X gonna give it to you, uh, you know? oh. <laughs> so it's like that that made me laugh so much because I thought about it like oh you know what like they can play X gonna give it to you when Mr. X pops out and everybody did it before like I got to it so but oh my gosh but it's good though I want to finish it and I want to play seven yeah, so this would be probably one of the first games in a long time that we reviewed on the podcast where I'm actually probably going to like continue to play it. Nice. Even though, you know, we've you know, doing a review now and I'll I'll be done with it. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you never know. Later on, we can talk about different scenarios and different things about the game. Well, I don't know, because I'm not sure if they're gonna add any, you know like too much DLC. Too or much something. DLC. Um, so off on a random, random subject, um, Monster Hunter World coming out with some Oh, Iceborne. Iceborne. So get ready. What is that? Oh, absolutely. What's Iceborne? It's an expansion pack to expansion of, um, pack Monster for, Hunter for Monster Hunter World. Oh. Cause I know we never got a chance to talk about it with Mike B. And I never got a chance to play it on the PS4 Pro. Which this is one of the first games kind of designed for PS4 Pro. Oh nice. Um so yeah, we'll be revisiting that in what in a couple months. Yeah, it comes out near the end of the year. I kind of want to say like September around that time. Ooh, or something like that. Borderlands coming out. I ain't got time for no Monster Hunter. <laughs> anyway, back to Resident <laughs> Evil. Um, graphics were graphics were really good. Oh, absolutely. yeah, yeah. Um, voiceovers were just—I don't know, like. I guess I just didn't like Leon's voice. Let me put it that way. Well, you and, know what? And, and I thought it was weird that Ada was walking around in these sewers and stuff with heels on. You may tell you the funny thing about it to, to both of those. For Leon, like, I, I was like, okay, even though I like Leon, and I was sitting there like, yeah, it's me, Leon Scott Kennedy, you know. I was like, Leon, you so you are so lame right now because right. it was his, it was his, and, and I was like, I can forgive it because this is this is my first day on the job, Leon. Like, yeah. and that's the funny thing about it was when I played Resident Evil Three, I always saw like the the little birthday party. I thought it was a birthday party. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that that was actually Leon's um, welcome to the force, like first day of uh, first day at the job party. And then when I went back and I looked at it in this remake of two, it was still up there. They mm-hmm. all they had all the party oh, stuff yeah, uh-huh. in the one room that uh-huh. was like, Congratulations, Leon, for you know, starting your first day. This this was his first day of work. So Who gets a party on their first day of work? That's what, weird. I mean Well I guess when you're a police officer you gotta go through like training and an academy and Yeah, but yeah. but in the academy there's like a ton of people. You gonna welcome everybody? I mean, I, that's nice of them to do that. And yeah. I guess. I mean, I wanted a hey, party. Raccoon City. Raccoon City. I'll take a party. Oh, that's another thing. So, did you know or did you read? That's one thing I want to notice. So, like, this, to me, the story was really well. I loved it. And I'll, I'll go a little bit more in-depth or something or whatever. But did you ever notice that, like, when you read the documents, they tell you, like, so much of this stuff? I'm just glad that they didn't tell you too much because like for example uh, Fallout 4 had documents that went on for days Fallout 76 had stuff that went on for years because there was too much because there was no story Mm -hmm. right so you just had all these little side missions and little side stories that you had to read and they had to give you the history 
Mm-hmm. And what happened in the middle, and what happened at the end, all in one. It's like you're reading a book. Yeah, and, and it's just like, yeah, um, it'd be different if they all were dubbed and they had voiceover, so mm-hmm. I didn't have to actually sit there and read it. Um, but yeah, I like that they gave you good information, and it was not too much, and it wasn't too much. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, like some of the stuff I liked that they incorporated was to just to solve a puzzle, right? You may be solving a puzzle, but it may give you a little bit of lore and story mm-hmm. at the same time. Yeah. And um, like one one of the ones I was looking at was there was a document of, you know, Wesker talking, you know, well, it was apparently I guess it was Wesker impersonating Chris Redfield. And, you know, and I'm reading the document. I'm like, something's not right about this, but you have to look at it in the grander scale from playing the other games to actually get what's going on. And I was like, okay, I like that little tidbit. That's, you know, not nothing too major or anything, but, you know, you, you wouldn't have known that if you didn't read every document in the game. Mm-hmm. But like you said, it they give you enough of, oh, okay, I got to survive horror, what's going on, but you get the grand scale by just looking at um the documents, like, just generally. But what else did you think of it? Well, I, I also like the fact that, because, okay, what's State of Decay 2? Mm-hmm. We reviewed that game and it is available now on SoundCloud and the Apple Podcast app. Overall, that game was trash. I like what they were trying to do, but the game was not good. So I guess I'm on the fence and I'm usually not on the fence about this kind of stuff. Um, State of Decay 2, there was no pause. Mm-hmm. There was no, oh, I'm going through my items, so I'm, I'm kind of safe now. Mm-hmm. You can go through the items, but then, yeah, your house can be attacked or you can be attacked. And zombies are still oh, wow. coming, right? That's how Fallout is, too. Was it? I don't yeah. remember. Yeah, you can get attacked while you're looking through your items. Okay. Mm. But they had safe, kind of safe places, right? Um, like, for the State of Decay didn't. Okay. Um, there was no, even if even if you were at home, the, the zombies could come all attack your house at any moment. Oh, wow. Anyway, Resident Evil, I felt... I don't feel say I felt safer, but I felt safer because I could pause the game, go through my items, and not worry about any zombies rolling up on me. Mm-hmm. So it, it it takes away from the survival horror feel, but at the same time, it allows you to take a breath, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So well, you, that's what the save points are really for, too—to you know, give you that sense of like, okay. Like, yeah, we put you through a lot and you're terrified, but hey, you're you're in the safe zone now. You know, you in the safe <laughs> You're zone. in a safe space. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, until like until um Mr. X busts through one of them and it's like, whoa, wait a minute. Oh gosh. Now I'll tell you what I like about this game, and Genesis hates this. Mm-hmm. But Genesis. I like that I can play also, not literally hold the controller, but I can help find stuff. He wants to find it himself, and he could a hundred percent. He could figure it out. Mm-hmm. But from in order for me to like, like have fun, I'm like, okay, you can get. Um, I found. I'm gonna Google stuff. I'm gonna. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna kind of cheat. Okay, I'm gonna Google what are the um, uh, safe. What's it called? Combinations. The, the combinations. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna Google it, and so I can tell him. And and I'll, or I'll be like, okay, go to the art room because in the art room is the blah, blah, blah. And he's like, shh, stop telling me stuff. <laughs> because he likes to do it like 100% pure. 
he wants to figure it out. Mm-hmm. But it's fun for me to, because that's a way for me to be involved. Not all games can I do that. I can't mm-hmm. really, you know. But this one, like, I want to, I did that with Fallout 4. I got the book and I looked through it and I would help him and I'd tell him where to go. I, I, the whole time I was like, man, I want a book for this so I can, you know, just run through, help it. navigate yeah. and tell you like where stuff is. There's no freaking so, book. You know what? Oh, uh, you, oh, there's not. No. Wow. I was, I looked. Oh, there was no book. You know what? You want me to tell you one thing about it? This is one of those games where now for me, I was able to solve all the, all the puzzles, you know, by myself. Like I, I know how you felt where it's like, I want to figure this out. Like this is this is like the old school gaming where right. you got to use your mind and there's no like, you know, doing that, but um my first playthrough with Leon, I did everything on my own. Just figured out all the puzzles. Now my second playthrough when I did with Claire, I was trying to speed run that sucker. So I had my buddy do like what you were doing on by saying, you know, and actually tell me like what's this? What's this combination? Yeah. Cuz I'm trying to speed run. I'm trying to beat it underneath this amount of time because i believe you get like yeah that's some that's some cr- they sound crazy but there's some crazy trophies on here yeah as far as like beating it under a certain amount of footsteps like oh you, wow you only take certain exactly. amount of steps and you only got certain amount of time to beat it from this point and blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. so yeah it gets real in in depth with that what i will say about the puzzles i will take pride in this i think there was one maybe two puzzles that i actually figured out before she was able to google it nice she was like I'm Googling it. And I'm like, yeah. you're trying to get it before she Googles <laughs> that's it. His, that's his new <laughs> way. Of, that's his new challenge, beating me. Yeah. I was like, now, yes. Some stuff I didn't. I, I just, I didn't tell him because, mm-hmm. it, because I know he wants to figure it out on his own. But I just like to be involved. Oh, yeah. You absolutely. Know? So don't get it twisted. I don't know how accurate the book will be now, but there is a Resident Evil 2 book from back in the day. I don't know if it, it would be helpful for this game, but they, from what I can see, they did not release a new physical book for Resident Evil 2 Remake. That's mm-hmm. weird. That seems strange. There was like a digital one that you can get for like $4 or something, mm-hmm. but no physical book. So I don't know what was up with that. You like, I guess because, you know, we're in the age of like computers and the internet, anybody can go online and look at it. Yeah. But I still feel like this is one of those games that like if it has to do with puzzles and figuring stuff out, you know, I feel like they should have gave a book because and sh- and short, and short um, amounts of ammo. So exactly. you might miss certain things. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, there's more ammo in this room and I would have never known. So the book told me that. OK, cool. Exactly. And, and, and the thing is, is that like, you know, you know, you have different people where some people can just solve everything on their own. But, you know, with certain games like this, there's no shame. And, you know, using the strategy guide, because like I said, you want to play the game to the fullest. Well, sometimes you just get stuck. Yeah, you do. And you just want to, but you want to continue with the game. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest game like that for me was Wild Arms 3. Oh, really? Oh, man, those puzzles just got like stupid hard. Man, Wild Arms 2, I got stuck also. Was it 2? No, it might have been 2. Yeah. When you turn into like a Power Ranger. Yeah, exactly. It might have yeah. been too there. Wild Arms too. The, the mm-hmm. puzzles just got ridiculous. Luckily, there was a Game Informer shout out that came out. So Matt, shout out, <laughs> was like, okay, I got it right here. And even then, it was still kind of complex. It was like, mm-hmm. wait, what? Like, do what now? So it, Am I some, doing this right? Yeah, some of those was just like, it, it was just too much, right? I just want to do my RPG. I want to transform into a Power Ranger, even though I'm in the Wild Wild West. 
and then I want to, you know, beat the enemy. But anyway, um, yeah, like I said, very strange is that that this didn't have a book, even just yeah. from a collector's perspective. Yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, my thing is, I guarantee you if they would have released like a um, a strategy guide, like I, gar- I, I can tell you this right here. Initially, people wouldn't have got it because they're like, no, nah, I can do this. I don't need it. But then they would have went right back up there to the store, GameStop, whatever, mm-hmm. and said, yeah, give me that strategy guide because... You know, they're trying to speed run it. Like, you know what they should do? That's what they should do. Like, um, get like a book that can help you speed run it and put certain tips in the book that you wouldn't get anywhere else where it's like, okay, if you go to this point right here, there's like a special combination you can put in that's only in this book, you know, that um can help you get to another area quicker. I guess they just weren't anticipating a lot of new fans yeah so i guess they're expecting like a lot of people who played this game or bought this game had already played it mm-hmm. so for example final fantasy 7 remake should be officially announced at e3 in mm-hmm. a couple of weeks i can't remember when this podcast will drop i think e3 will have already happened or will be happening now when this podcast drops mm-hmm. but i think final fantasy 7 remake will be announced at e3 here in a couple of weeks I don't need a guy for that. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> but I mean, I would buy it just because, but I don't need a guy for that. So, and with the, with the physical print media just going away, like, okay, I, I guess it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. You but, look so serious. I don't need a guide for that. I, I don't need a guy for seven. No. Because the challenge comes from us figuring it out. And it's like, it feels so, it feels so good. It gives you those Sekiro Shadow Die what? Twice feelings, you know, when oh. you actually figure it out. Like, it's like, oh, I actually did that on my own. Okay. Mike gets a funny feeling inside. What? Funny feeling. <laughs> Mike. But like, I, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> funny feelings hey. are good. But like I said, but like when you said you want to help and do all the stuff on there, right? Yeah. Like, that's good. Like I said, like on a speed run, I, that's what I would want. I would be like, I had my buddy. I was like, dude, okay, I'm going to this section right here. What is the combination of this? He'll be like, okay, hold on real quick. He's going through there. He's like my my uh, my operator. And he's like, don't worry, I got you. The combination is three, four, one. And then I'm sitting there putting it in. Got it. Okay. Then I'm just running around. And he's like, Mr. X is going to pop up right here at this spot. So you need to take this other way. And I'm sitting oh, here doing whoa. it. Because like, cause like I said, I was trying to, um, I would say my first playthrough with Leon, somehow I did like over 10 hours with him. And I was like, wow, like. I took my time with that, but like the second playthrough with Claire going through with my buddy with the playthrough, I did it in four hours. Wow. And that's me just rushing through trying to do as much as I can. But the thing is though, is that one thing I will say is that it seems like Claire's story is harder. Like, you know, different, they, they both have their own little aspects to it, but her seem like it's harder because she, I would say Claire probably technically has better weapons. But she was outside, right? Um, She wasn't inside of a... Uh, well, I didn't play her story. Mm-hmm. But when she interacted with Leon's story, she was outside. Mm-hmm. Like, she couldn't get inside of a building, even though it wasn't necessarily safe in there. It seemed like he was more safe inside than outside. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? The thing is, is that it's kind of weird because for their stories, it's like when you play Leon... He goes inside, but then when you play Claire, the roles are opposite, though. 
So it's oh, kind of so like he's outside and she's inside. Exactly. Oh, that's whack. But, but the thing is, though, that's whack. I mean, it is. That's lame. Because I wish <laughs> they would have. I wish they would have. You know, fixed up a little bit better to where it's like, OK, like Claire's whole story is out here. But I mean, if you want to, you can use the imagination and say, OK, when Claire figured this out and she left, Leon came in and did his stuff then. But um, yeah, but her her stuff was harder though. But I mean, Leon had the shotgun. I I love that shotgun. Yeah. But one thing I want to mention, and this is just a little tip. This is a tip right here. Anx Pro tip. Oh yeah, it's a pro tip, one hundred percent. Give us the tip. So with the pistol, you know you can use it to you know stagger an enemy or shoot their head off. You know when you fully upgrade your pistol, that thing you, you use that sucker to blow a zombie's head off. That's what that sucker's used for. With Claire, she gets the the SMG, like the submachine gun, right? Do not use that sucker to shoot a zombie in the head. That weapon is mainly used to shoot limbs off. That's what it's for. Okay. A&X Pro Tip. Use the SMG to shoot legs and arms. Yes. Got it. I was turning every zombie into a torso. Like I was like, oh, okay. Bop, 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 shoot both the legs. Like All it takes is two shots. Legs are gone on both of them. All right, so. you, you got that over there? Got it. Got your notes? Because you're going to be playing the rest of this. Uh, no. What? Oh, you're going to actually do Claire's story? Uh, no. I did Leon's. Yeah, yeah. You you know, by default, you have to do Claire's. By default? No, thanks. I'm a watcher, not a participator. All right. You know what? Speaking of that, you know what? I'm not going to lie. I was actually like... Did, so, you, so you saw when Leon was talking to Claire, right? Outside? Through, through the fence yeah. or whatever. You saw how he was kind of flirting? They were float, flirting with each other? Oh. Yeah, a little something. I like, I like that. Though, I'm not gonna lie. Even though like they're out in the rain and like zombies everywhere. Yeah. A little something I, something. I actually want both of them to get together. I was <laughs> I was while in the middle of this. Cause I'm sitting here like, really? Y'all gonna do this right now? Like, you know, I'm like, we are you were in a zombie apocalypse type deal. Hey, people and it's got like, needs. <laughs> well, because it's like it's like, hey Leon, hey Claire. So, uh, what are you doing? Uh, you know, just oh, just dodging zombies. zombies. <laughs> Not too much. You know, you want to go out later on tonight? And I'm like, yeah. Like, where I'm, are you going to go? Everything's shut down, closed, infested. Was, I'm sitting here like, yeah, there you go. Okay, yeah, go ahead and take her out, Leon. Go ahead and take her somewhere nice. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Leon, you know, that's the one thing I have to say. I'm sorry. I'm, going, I'm getting a little bit deep in this. I'm so sorry. Let me have my little moment. Okay. You know, so, you know, Leon, you know, he's talking to Claire, you know, yeah, you know, but he wasn't that smooth because, you know, he's first day rookie cop right so he don't really know what he's doing too much you know sometimes i used to get mad at leon like leon shut up you saying something whack but you know claire you know she little experience you know she's the sister of chris redfield so she she already know how it is mm-hmm. so you know she was like don't worry don't worry leon i take good care of you I like that you are very invested with these characters mike i made my own little story in my head I see that. No, that's I'm sorry. Not, that's not good. That doesn't say much for the actual story of the game. Nah, forget that. Nah, I was shipping them hard. I shipped them so hard, man. So who's Chris Redfield? Chris Redfield is the main character of the first game. Resident Evil 1? Yes. Oh, okay. So he's the... Sheva! Sheva! <laughs> he's the he's the big main character where he's... Uh, Chris has been through a lot. He's the big hero. He's really famous for... Uh, punching a boulder into submission, you know, just hands, hands, okay. you know. So, gotcha. That's a Resident Evil Five thing. And okay. Shiver, shiver, hurry! <laughs> I love that so much. 
Oh, anyway. Anyway. Um, oh my goodness. We started something on on the last video game that we we reviewed, which I, I believe was Anthem. Can't remember. Um, where we don't do a score anymore. We don't do one through ten. Um, we're actually going to give you a price point that we would go out and purchase this game for. So that's how we're doing our reviews from here on out. Uh, if you have any suggestions or, or comments about that, make sure to hit the email podcast at anxgamecenter.com. Let us know how you feel about the scoring system. If you like the price point better, if you like the one through five better, one through 10, whatever, or if you have some other weird way of doing it, um, two thumbs down, eight thumbs up, you know, whatever. So anyway, Mike D. Price point. How much would you buy this game for today? Okay, for today, I would actually buy the game for $45. If not, you know what? Yeah, $45. $45. So you wouldn't pay full retail price for the game. Now, at the time of its full re- retail price, when it first came out, absolutely $60. It's, it's well worth it. And then if you get the DLC, you know, just to add on to that, which was like $5, it's enough to where, you know, they give you like two special weapons and like two or three different costumes for Claire and Leon. So I was like, it's it's very well worth it. I would pay retail price for it. But for right now, you know, I would say forty five dollars. I'm like, I would pay that much. I wouldn't mind going and paying that much. So you're saying because it's been out for a while, that's why only forty five dollars. Yeah. But if 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 it were to come out tomorrow. Yeah. If it were to come out tomorrow and they say sixty dollars, hands down. Yeah. Yeah. Si- I'll put that $60 down. So we'll go. I think we should go with that. Don't you? Go with what? The full price. Okay. Right. Because it's not about timing. It's just period. What would you pay for this? Is that what you were asking? Yeah. Yeah. Not about the time period. Just like how much you, how much would you pay for this game? Just right now. Right now. Like if somebody said, here's Resident Evil 2. Mm-hmm. You hadn't played it. You hadn't played it. How much would you pay for this? Sounds like you're saying full price. Yeah, price. Yeah, price. Uh, so it's funny that you say something about five dollar DLC. I, I wasn't aware that there. Were, I knew there was DLC. I wasn't aware that there was a five dollar DLC because I have my price point at sixty five dollars. Mm-hmm. Like I would pay sixty five dollars for this game, mm-hmm. based off what I've what I've seen and what I played. Um, so full retail price plus DLC. So I would pay full price for this game right now, even though it's been out for four or five months. Oh yeah, it's worth it. Yeah, definitely worth it. And it's you know, they got a lot of um you can you can just go back and replay this game over and over and like get different aspects or find out how to do stuff quicker. So yeah, I think that's a fair for- now now to be fair, I don't think I will play this game over again because I think I'm putting like you said, your first playthrough, I'm putting a lot of time into it. Mm-hmm. So I I can't really see myself needing to play it again. Mm. You know? So I'm not I'm not seeing replay value is low because you got different difficulties and you got those ghost missions or whatever they were called and the fast mission too yeah like you know where you can just speed run them and everything yeah Yeah. so i think you have plenty uh you will have plenty plenty to do um so anyway that oh let's jump into round three and let's talk about some trophies 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 achievements whatever system you played this on I usually play my shooters on Xbox. However, this is not quite a normal shooter. And I just want to get back to the roots. 
I don't really know how Microsoft acquired all these rights to these previously PlayStation exclusive games, but I want to get back to the way it's supposed to be. Resident Evil is supposed to be played on the PlayStation, along with Devil May Cry, along with Final Fantasy. Hey, man, those people trying to make some money, man. Uh, well, well. They, they, they're not trying to stick to one system anymore, man. They trying to make some money. I'm just saying it ain't natural. It ain't right. I ain't playing no Tekken on Xbox. It ain't natural. It's not going down. What? You don't play Tekken on Xbox? Come on, man. No, that, you don't play Tekken on it's Xbox. It's totally not weird. Uh, yeah, it's I mean, totally don't, don't not weird. No, don't tell nobody that, but hey, come on, man. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's very strange. It's, it's totally not weird. So, um, again, since I didn't actually finish the game and I didn't do any speed runs, I have plenty of trophies, 17 trophies, um, but I don't have any super rare trophies. Uh, it, so the rarest trophy I have is actually Master of Unlocking. So open all the safes and locks in the game. So that, that tells oh, me that, good. yeah, that tells me that I should be close to the end of the game then. If yeah, I, if you I, actually if I, opened everything. I open, I'll open everything. I wonder if I'm like one more room away from like the last boss. That'd be crazy. That'd be crazy. Possibly. Yeah. Well, well, where are you at right now? Like, so uh, the place that I got to. So you get out of the police station. Mm-hmm. Boom, boom, boom. You meet up with Ada, running around with the heels on. Yeah. Uh-huh. And glasses, sun- oh, yeah. sunglasses, and okay, whatever. Trench coat. She's so beautiful. Whatever, so beautiful. whatever you got going on, Ada. Mm-hmm. So anyway, you go down into the sewers, mm-hmm. and then you play as Leon. Then Leon gets knocked out or sick or something. I don't remember what happened to me. Oh, but yeah. then you switch to Ada with her super special CIA gun. Oh, you see through walls. Oh, yeah, where she can see through the walls. See yeah. through the walls, right? Mm-hmm. So then you do that, do that, do that. Then something happens where she kind of gets put in a bad position where she's about to get killed or something. Mm-hmm. And then you switch back to Leon and you walk. Now he's awake and now you're going to try to save Ada from wherever she's at. Okay. So, and you ran into the scientist. So that's where you are. Yeah, and, I, and I've been back playing Leon for at least an hour now. Yeah, you're you're near the end. Yeah, I, yeah, I figured I had to be close yeah. to, to you're, the end. You're very near the end. Yeah, so unfortunately I had to watch Dragon Ball Super to prepare. I could have tried but just finished the game. But anyway, what you got in the form of trophies or achievements, whatever you got going on? How many did you unlock? I unlocked a bunch of them. Oh, trying to um, make me look bad. I'm trying to. This. I mean, that's only because I had more time on it. That's true. You played it like pretty much when it first came out, right? Yeah, like day one. Like I got yeah. to day one. Yeah. So I'm trying to think. I'm trying to see what's rare because like I have like a bunch of them. Like one of them I have is a heroine emerges. That's Claire's. And then you know when he when you beat her story. Uh huh. And um. And can you guess what this one is? A hero emerges. What did I do for that one? Leon. Leon's story. Exactly. Come on. Dad. Come on. Exactly. <laughs> That's too easy. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I got a button right here. Can you guess what it's going to be? Mike be tripping. No. Mike be tripping. Mike be tripping. Mike be tripping. That's a good one, though. But okay. But let me see. What else? I'm trying to see, like, what do I have that's rare? I can't imagine there's going to be a whole, whole bunch of stuff on here that's rare because this game was so popular. And again, it's a remake. So a lot of people are familiar with, you know, aspects of the game. So, gosh, like the like the percentages on all of like the trophies that I have are at least like 50 percent. Like there's not a lot of them. 
it, it looks like them the rarest um trophies that i see on here are all for the the ghost survivors the ghost survivors yeah yeah so so the trophies and achievements they're not set in stone like they changed based on the percentage of people that got them no oh they are set in stone yeah oh okay mm-hmm. i got um hats off yeah i don't oh. i don't have that one you know, because even though so Mike over here contradicting himself, so we know he's bare minimum. You're wasting ammunition to get the hat to shoot Tyrant, which you probably couldn't kill at the time of the game. No, I didn't try to kill Tyrant. I just didn't like him. I just shot him in the face because he kept getting in the way. So I was like, Wait, so did you know that you were gonna get that achievement? No, I did not. Oh, you just did it, and okay, okay. Yeah, okay. I just got mad because, like I said, I only take five rounds with me, and I'm sitting here running around. You're like, and then he go just, away, and I'm just kind of running around, like, dude, what are you doing? You know what? And I just sat there, just bop, hit him in the face, and then he like his hat popped off, and I was like, I actually got something for that. I I didn't even know what happened. I was like, what happened? <laughs> so what was that? Which one of y'all kicked me? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so anyway. Let's move into a bonus round. And let's talk about some other games that we may have gotten some some trophies on over the over the past couple of weeks. Um Mike, what you got? Okay, so I got in a trophy for Star Wars Battlefront 2 cuz Star Wars Battlefront 2. I've been playing the heck out of that game. Is that is that a third person shooter? You can play it third person or you can play it first person. Oh, okay. Okay. I just remember back in the day on PS2 I mean, the Battlefront games were dope. Yeah, everybody liked them. But Shoot. then, but then I don't know. It's like, then they stopped making them. I was like, okay, whatever. Whatever. Okay, I'm looking for this one achievement that I got because Battlefront 2, they added a new mode in there called, um, oh my gosh, what is it called? It's not a Galactic Assault. I thought it was a Galactic Assault. It's, um... Mike don't know what he he don't. Mike don't like Star Wars. Quick question: Hmm. Can you look up um, Battlefront Two? I don't have my phone. Uh, Oh wait, I can look it up here. Yes. What about it? Look up Battlefront Two and look up the modes they have on there. It's not. It's this is great podcast. I'm just throwing that out there. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, I actually want her to look <laughs> it up and see serious. what the mode was, because he's like, absolutely. The mode takes forever. It I, it may be Galactic Assault. Uh, it may be. Uh, I don't know. They're not showing the modes on there. I don't know. Battlefront. Two, wait, I don't know. I'll tell you what. I'll just give you this one right here. The cleaner. So you gotta you salvage a ship or something. No, apparently it's. I just completed a mission called the Cleaner. Oh, okay. So it's, it's, a, it's a mission story based achievement for cleaning. Uh, you clean something. Okay. Are these modes Capital Supremacy Strike yes, Blast? That's it. Capital Supre- Supremacy. That's what it is. Okay. That's the new mode. Um, I believe I got something for Capital Supremacy on here because that was a new mode they added on there. They added a couple of more stuff on there. So. It's actually pretty fun. You want to play it with me? I don't own it. It's not that much. It's probably like I'm five dollars. I'm lying. We haven't. Oh, was say, you I do? thought we had it. Yeah, man, let's play. I think we got it on sale at Target. That stuff is free. I think I got it. Uh, having on Xbox. So sorry. Dang, really? Yeah, I got it. The, I, again, I play my shooters on Xbox. 
the the one time I actually get like a shooter on like PlayStation, then you don't have. Oh well, I play shooters on Xbox. Okay, you know this, man. Man. So let me let me talk about the game that I've been playing. We've so been playing. so Matt, shout out, hit me up. Hey man, we we gonna do like we used to do: Champions of Norath, Champions Return to Arms, Bald, Baldur's Gate. You know, blah blah blah. We're gonna do these dungeon games, you know, because mm-hmm. I think when I actually played Diablo three, um, I didn't play with Matt. Mm. I just played it solo, and so we've been looking for a game to play, co-op, multiplayer, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. He said, "Check out this game called Path of Exile because it's actually free." So I was like, "Okay, free sounds good, but free also sounds scary because it's like." How good can a free game be? Mm-hmm. So I loaded it up, and the first thing I did was kind of, since it's been out for a while, check out the DLC or check out the store, or whatever. I mean, some of these packages in the store were $150. Dang. Dang. So I was like, okay, I see why this is free now, because everything else in the store costs 60 to $150. Anyway, so we played it. It's, it's, it's decent. I'll, I'll see if I can get a full review on it later. Uh, I don't think it's as, it's not as refined uh, as Diablo. There are some aspects to it that go way deeper than Diablo does. But I got so far one trophy on it, and that's also scary because I put a decent amount of time into this game. And usually, when you first start a game, you kind of get some you know trophies for Ooh. certain things that you do. Are you talking about the trophies for Diablo? Or the Path of Exile. Okay, and you say you only just got one. Only got one. Wow. So, that tells me that the game is very long. Or the trophies are trash. Don't know which one. Mm-hmm. So, I got something called... You'll, you'll never guess this, but I'll just throw it out there. Okay. I got one called the Star of Rayclast. Okay, hold on. Let me think. You said Star of Rayclast, right? Yeah. Okay, so you said class. Classed. Classed. Yeah. Okay. Oh, this is gonna be harder than. Okay. So star. You get one guess because you. It doesn't matter if I give you ten thousand guesses. You'll never get this. So. Okay. Apparently, you did something where you became like something of the equivalent of a summoner of uh, Yuna in Final Fantasy Ten. Yuna's dance. Yeah. Yeah. You know. You did. Yeah. No, like I wasn't dancing. You wasn't dancing. No. Did you become a summoner? No. <laughs> That's all I had. What you got? What you got? You the star of Ray class killed a monster named Ray by pushing a star into his head. No, but Ooh, you got at least word. like the first word, right? Oh, the first word. Yeah. So uh, apparently it's somebody called Mervale. Marvale? Mer. Merv, his cousin. Yeah. So I killed her. I think it's a her because it said the siren. Sirens are usually females. Oh, I so see. I killed a siren. You, a, killed, a, a spe- you killed Captain Marvel. Yeah, Captain Marvel. Marvel. Yeah, I killed Brie Marvel. Larson. Um, it's a secret trophy, and um, it was very strange because I feel like I played through a specific area, and I, I felt like I fought her, but I didn't get the trophy the first time. Mm-hmm. So maybe, like, maybe I didn't kill it. Maybe he got the last blow in. I don't know, mm-hmm. but I guess the second time because. The way this works is these dungeons repopulate. So every 10 minutes you can go through a dungeon, 
and show the whole map, but 10 minutes later, it will reset and everything inside inside of it resets. So your best bet in the game is just to keep going. Mm. So you can't stop in the, you, you can't stop in the middle of a, a dungeon ANX Pro Tips um, and load it back up. You're gonna have to research that. You gotta search that whole dungeon again to find the door because now your map is hidden. Anyway, wow, wow, some sort of siren that I killed, some sort of named enemy boss. Okay, that I killed. So I'll be whooping him. Okay, that's why. It would have been cooler if you became a summoner, but, you know, sorry. Uh, so, technically, I do summon. Well, you do. Technically. So, I do range. I do the bow and arrow. I got the bow and arrow person because I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm not trying to be up and, you know, I'm going to stand back. Oh, yeah. Right? Trying to be a ranger. So, right. So, I have, but I have a move that um, if I kill people with this specific move, mm-hmm. I can summon them from the dead and they'll fight for me for like 30 mm-hmm. seconds. Okay. Yeah, so I am kind of a summoner, but I got no trophies for that because they're hating. Dang. Anyway. Bringing the haterade. Yes. So anyway, anything else we want to get to about any of the topics from today before we wrap up the show? We talked about a lot. Yeah, we did. From anime to to Path of Exile and uh, Claire Rarefield and and Leon Kennedy um, love interest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. While Tyron is watching creeper I creep all they hear are footsteps <laughs> right oh my gosh it's like they're not too loud yet we got a little more time <laughs> family family podcast come on come on all right let's go ahead and wrap this up let's do the social media thing real quick follow us at anx gamecast on facebook twitter instagram twitch soundcloud and the apple podcast app any emails about today's show including our new scoring system please send it to podcast at anx and once again if you can hear my voice at this point of the podcast, obviously you like what you're hearing. So f- scroll to the top. Make sure you hit the follow or subscribe button and like some of the tracks because that does count. That's it for today, guys. Thanks for listening to ANX Gamecast. Join us next week where we will discuss Devil May Cry 5. See you next time.